Hello, welcome to this episode of Say When, the podcast for women who are ready to walk away from diet culture and redefine their relationship with food while establishing a peaceful relationship with their bodies. I'm Holly Toscanini. Thanks for joining. In our last episode, we learned about chronic dieting, how it shows up in our lives and why it's a problem. Today, we're going to get real about body image. Accepting my body as it is has been one of the most challenging and rewarding undertakings in my life. I know it's a pretty strong statement, but doing this work helped me uncover some deeply held beliefs I had that I wasn't valuable or worthy of love in the body I had. I can remember a time in my life when I thought my body was acceptable. No matter what size I was, I always felt like I should be just a little smaller, then everything would be okay. Now, once I uncovered these beliefs and began to question where they came from, it gave me an opportunity to practice new thoughts about myself and my worthiness that had absolutely nothing to do with my appearance. It's empowered me to go out into the world and live my life, no matter how I think I look. For me, changing my thoughts about my body made it possible to really begin to practice the principles of intuitive eating. And once I was able to trust my body, I could then learn to trust the messages it was giving me about hunger, fullness, and satisfaction. You see, having a poor body image is totally normal. It's not our fault that we don't like our bodies. Our whole lives, we've been bombarded with messages from diet culture that tell us we aren't good enough if we don't look a certain way. There are lots of ways that we try to cope with a bad body image. Here are just a few, and just listen carefully and tell me if you've done any of these or if any of this sounds like you. Maybe you've gone on some pretty extreme diet, detox, or exercise programs. Or maybe you catch yourself engaging in this relentless loop of negative self-talk. Or maybe you've even had some periods of, you know, self-hate. Or you've constantly been comparing yourself to others, especially in your social media feed. Or maybe you feel a little disempowered because of the way you look. Or maybe you have this belief that you're not lovable in the body you currently have. And because of that, you isolate yourself. You avoid going out with friends or going to any social situations, especially if there's going to be food served. Maybe you catch yourself just feeling a little low, anxious, hopeless, or feeling like you're just not interested in anything anymore. All of that, totally normal. You want to know what does not work for healing our body image? Trying to force our body to change. Or believing that an ideal body will make us love ourselves more and make our lives magically wonderful. Or doing anything to our body that's driven from a place of self-hate, judgment, or as an act of punishment is also bound to fail. And I hate to tell you this, but fantasizing about how much better your life is going to be once you change your body, it's a fairy tale that never has a happy ending. I've been able to accept my body by practicing self-compassion and a combination of self-care, self-respect, and self-trust. Also, by expanding my definition of beauty to be more than just my physical appearance. Healing our body image is a journey. It takes us through a process of uncovering our thoughts and feelings and understanding how we got to this place of dissatisfaction or even self-loathing. Now, you might be asking yourself, do I really have to love my body? Because that seems pretty hard. And the answer is no. Now, I have read that a quarter of our self-esteem is the result of how we feel about our bodies, so feeling better about them can definitely help. But let's face it, for most of us, it's just too big an ask to go from hating our bodies or the way we look to being in love with it, especially if you're over 40 
and not only expected to be thin, but to be wrinkle-free and look 20 years younger than you actually are. Now, an interesting fact is that the average runway model is 5'11 and weighs approximately 117 pounds, give or take. But according to the CDC, the average woman is 5'4 and over 165 pounds. Do you see the disconnect there? Also, I think it's important to call out that 22% of what makes us look the way we do is our genetics, while only 15% is actually diet and exercise. See, we're trying to force our bodies to conform to a shape and size attainable by only about 5% of the population. The diet industry knows this, but they keep telling us anything is possible if we'll just follow the right diet and exercise program, if we'll just be more dedicated, if we'll just have more willpower. I think that's gaslighting. You don't have to continue to believe that. Remember, diet culture tells us that to be healthy, to be happy, to be successful, and most importantly, to be desirable, we've got to change the way we look. Most of the thoughts we have about our bodies are negative. That's a fact. Sometimes we're so focused on our imperfections that we don't want to go out into the world and enjoy our lives. This is why beginning with the concept of body neutrality instead of skipping straight to body love is important. Body neutrality means appreciating our body for what it can do, not for how it looks. It's the idea that we can learn to live our lives without having any strong feelings one way or another about our appearance. This is when most of the thoughts we have about our bodies are neutral. We begin to trust our bodies and listen to the signals they give us about hunger and fullness and satisfaction. Once we feel comfortable with body neutrality, then we can shift our focus to practicing body respect, which is really just taking the time to care for ourselves and our bodies, no matter how we feel about how they look. This can simply be wearing clothes that fit us. This is really one way to show some body respect. Wear clothes that actually fit the body you're in right now. And we don't have to love every single inch of our body, but we can care for our body and honor its needs. We can begin to engage in health-promoting behaviors because we want to, not because we feel like we have to change the way we look. The next step in the process is beginning to move toward body freedom, which is really the idea that only we get to choose what's right for us and our bodies, not anybody else. Now, one of the most powerful shifts we can make in our thinking is this. Our bodies are not an ornament, but a vehicle to experience life. There are no standards that our body should have to meet. You see, our body is a way for us to experience everything that it takes to be human. Hunger and satisfaction, yes, but also the full spectrum of human emotions. Our bodies are here to help us move and dance and sleep and relax and work and enjoy sex. It's the home for our soul, and we want to trust our bodies and show them respect. However, our bodies do not define our value or our worth. Now, the solution begins with changing the thoughts we have about ourselves, our value, our worth, and our deservedness. Body image, it's more than just our reflection in the mirror. It's how we feel about what we see and how we think about ourselves because of that, and then how we act based on those thoughts. Now, in the book Embody, Learning to Love Our Unique Body by Connie Sobchak, she explains there are five core competencies that we really need to understand and practice in order to begin to heal our relationships with our bodies. The first is reclaiming our health, which is really all about uncovering the messages that have influenced our relationship with our body, food, and exercise, also known as diet culture. 
Number two, practicing intuitive self-care. This is learning to trust your inherent wisdom to help you make decisions about eating, exercises, and life in general. The third is cultivating self-love. This is simply freeing up your energy and having the confidence to make life-affirming choices. Number four is declaring your own authentic beauty. This is about being willing to see authentic beauty in yourself and in others. And five is building a community that supports your beliefs. Now, we can start addressing our body image by practicing mindfulness and intuitive eating. We can then begin to see our body through a lens of compassion and curiosity rather than a place of self-judgment. We can stop weighing ourselves too. Seriously, get off the scale at least for a little while. Put it away and agree to ignore it. We can resist the urge to compare ourselves to others. We are all beautiful and different and that's the way it's supposed to be. We can also decide to wear clothes that fit, fit the body we have right now. And we can begin to practice self-care by overhauling our social media feed to delete accounts that make us feel bad about ourselves and search for the ones that promote acceptance of all body types. It's time to let go of the fantasy that our life will magically change for the better once we lose weight. It's time to take back our power from diet culture. And you can begin this process by learning how to accept the body you're in right now. Now, I hope you've enjoyed today's topic, and if you think you're finally ready to walk away from diet culture and learn to accept your body, the one you're in right now, click the link in the show notes to schedule a call to find out how working with a coach like me can help. I hope you'll join me for the next episode when we talk about why our brain makes change so freaking hard and what we can do to manage it so we can get the results in life that we want. Thanks for joining me. Bye for now.